What happened at H and M? Girls. No, we were at H and M, and there was this, this family really that was there that was yelling at their you kid. Want, he wants the skinny ones. He wants the skinny jeans. Skinny jeans. Really you got to talk to the mic, hey, Jake. Over here. <laughs> over here. <laughs> you guys spend a lot of time at H and M? Not a lot of time. Enough. More than. T-Rex spends enough up. time to know to uh, know when I'm when I'm wearing an H&M shirt. He can point it out. He can be like, yeah. "That's an H&M shirt." If I've ever seen. I said one. that one night we were hanging out, and I was like, "That's an H&M shirt." If I've ever seen one. I was like, "How do you know?" He's like, "Cause I have the same." Cause shirt. I have the same shirt. That's friendship right there. If I've ever heard it. Yes, indeed. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Wings with Friends. Uh, I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am so excited Mary. to be here with. We are at Native Grill and Wings in Glendale, Arizona. With the very funny, talented gentleman, we've got Jake Baker and Todd Rex. Yo, how Hello. are you? I'm good. How are you? So, it's a pleasure to be here, Mary. Thank you for inviting us out to grab some wings and to talk with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I thought you might we be hungry. It too. Right. We're comedians, so you know we're starving. <laughs> yeah, we're starving. <laughs> um, yeah, we're performing at Stir Crazy in Glendale this weekend. Beautiful How? venue in the beautiful Westgate Entertainment Complex. Mm, what a beautiful strip mall. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful it is strip pretty mall. fancy. There was like a Harley bike exposition going I on. I mention there's a bunch of Harleys out there. People walking around. It's also surrounded by one of those Wally World parking lots, which is like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? It's just this huge lot around. Ridiculously there. large parking lot. You got to park somewhere. Right. Well, you know, when we're doing stuff at Stir Crazy, of course, it's an event. You know what I mean? It's like an event. So. It's like an event. So they have to it's have event, event parking for the Steer Crazy Comedy Club. <laughs> steer. Steer Crazy. Steer it up. <laughs> Little, Little darling. You were singing that last night. <laughs> yeah. Steer um, Crazy. Steer Crazy is a really cool venue. Tom has really, and his partners have really Shout like... Shout out to Tom Sanders. Probably one, one of the best. One of, yeah. one of the best club owners in the business. It, he Tom thought Tom. of everything. He did think of everything. Like, and he's like comic oriented. I think he's taking happy. comics into consideration is huge. Yes. Yeah. Well, they don't yeah. drop the checks at the end. They wait till the know, show's how, over. How dope is that? He told me when he picked me up from the airport, which is another hilarious thing. Um, he was like, oh, so this is the last time you were here. We, we don't drop checks anymore during the show. Which is, if you're listening, you don't know what that means. That means, like, you know, the headliner's on stage doing his thing, and, like, 15 or 20 minutes before he wraps up his show, they will come and drop the checks on the tables. And so now for the last 15 minutes, no one's paying attention to the show. Trying to do Everybody's math. doing the math of the check. Trying and to who, split the check. Yeah, trying to split the check and wanting right. to talk to the waitress to find out why they're this charge is right. on, the, you know, so... Not dropping the check during the show is huge. Trying to pronounce gratuity. Right. <laughs> Who ordered gratuity? <laughs> no one ordered gratuity. So it's little stuff like that. A lot of little stuff made up together makes, like, for a really fun experience. Yeah. yeah. I the also think lights. that, like... You know, he, he does the other thing where he doesn't change ticket prices for no matter who it is. That's a, I think that's super important. Right. And so he also doesn't paper the room. So everybody who shows up in that room has paid to see the show. What does paper the room mean? Free tickets. You know, you can get free tickets out and get people to show up, but then they show up with their free tickets and they're like, well, we have to buy drinks or whatever, and I'm here now, impress me. But if you paid for the ticket, you're going there with the intent to have fun. That's what you're in it for. Yeah, you get what you pay you know, for. Right. He said last night, I'd rather have 20 people who paid yes. than 40 people who paid, like, half price. Yes. Right. And yeah. so that's why he doesn't do half price tickets and he doesn't do free tickets. And, yeah, well But he also through. doesn't do crazy expensive tickets either. Yeah. So. Oh, that's nice. That's a great business model. Yeah, I like it. I feel really lucky to be a part of it. Um, so this is my second time performing at Stir Crazy. Doing a great job, Stir by the way. Thank you. You guys, are so, you guys are so nice. I was like, oh, man, I hope that you're nice to me. What a wonderful they... host. Aww. Yeah, what a wonderful host. What a Thanks. sweetheart. Yeah. Bubbly Just personality. Sweet hostess. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I, probably, I ate 14 wings. Wow. Did you? Yeah, I, yeah I probably ate. 11 or 12. That's right. We're on a wing podcast. Uh, I just, I just I remembered. Ate, I ate 14 of them. So <laughs> I'll say this. Our, this episode is going to be Mango Habanero because you both had Mango Habanero. That's my street name. <laughs> is <laughs> it tattooed across yeah, your yeah, stomach? Not yet. <laughs> Feast mode. <laughs> but I'll let you know a little secret. We had a lot of wings today. We right? Did. We had um, yes. Buffalo Ranch Dry Rub. Mm -hmm. Which used to be my old nickname. Try <laughs> <laughs> <Dry rub. laughs> That was my nickname in camp, in, 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 uh, camp in summer camp. Because I didn't have any lotion, so they called me dry rub. 
<laughs> Boys camp. <laughs> Boys camp. Camp dry rub. Um, and then I had some Asian zing. I had salt and vinegar. And then I couldn't help but order a buffalo. I was kind of hungry. Yeah, yeah. Standard buffalo. The buffalo ones. Buffalo. Um, so let's talk about your wing preferences just a little bit because you were you were like, hey, I like wings. Let's go do yeah. this, right? right. What is your, I'll start with you, Jake. Like, what's your preference? Like, do you like drummies? Do you like flats? I eat them all. Doesn't matter. You just eat. I, you know, like what's funny to me is that like uh, that when you take both of them, that's what makes the total wing, right? Oh but yeah. But whenever you take the wing apart, know, it, it, it almost looks like oh, these are just baby chickens. You know, that's what it feels isn't like it, to isn't me. Isn't the drummy? Isn't that like the leg? Yeah, you're right. So it's like when you buy a wing, you know, like say it's, at the store, it's, it, it still has the sharp tip on it. Connected. Right, right. But both of them are connected. And so like you take the drummy and the flat. Is that, is that what people call them? The that's flat. what I call them, yeah. Drummy and the flat. And that's what actually makes up the total of the real wing. I don't know and then there's the also the sharp part that people cut off. Okay. Yeah. So like, is that the case? Yeah. Like, have you ever had smoked wings like in the South? Yeah. Or yeah. And that, so it's, a it's total always thing, the total, right? whole yeah. thing. Right. I never thought about so that. So whenever you break them down like that, it always is like, oh, this is just like a baby chicken. <laughs> that's what it looks oh like to me. Instead <laughs> of, and you know, and I don't With know if that, makes it, if that makes it taste better or worse. Or, <laughs> Tender chicken eggs. Right, it's like the veal of chicken, just babies. <laughs> well, we don't have to feel guilty then, because now we know it's just a little overprocessed. Do you do? I didn't notice. Like, do you do ranch or blue cheese with yours? Uh, I tr- prefer ranch just because yeah. it's. I think it sticks better. Blue cheese is yeah. a little chunky for my taste. You know, like when it comes <laughs> to sour, like yeah. dry sour thing that the uh, blue it's, cheese it's has. It's lumpy. I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Lumpy. Like ranch, nice and creamy, lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Ranch um, has a more even spread, even though it's probably like, you know. Way worse for you? Yeah, you might as well just be drinking lard. (laughs) (laughs) Ranch is good. Their ranch is pretty good. I mean, sometimes I pour it on. uh, I feel a little guilty and hate myself for that, but (laughs) you got to have that balance. Um, And they came with celery, and we got, Todd, you wanted carrots with yours. Yeah, carrots only. You do uh, carrots only? Yeah, I go to another wing place near my house, and they have the best carrot sticks, and the ranch is amazing, and, and I always get... We get like a 50 piece, 50 piece family pack, and then you get like carrots or celery or both. And I would say all carrots. And yeah. Are they fresh or are they pickled? No, they're fresh. Oh, they're yeah. fantastic. I love a pickled carrot. Mm. Really? Sure do. Yeah. Do you pickle them yourself? Yeah. Yeah, because that's I mean, something you like just in a throw jar them in a jar. Or anything, but you can oh. like uh, you can just you can Season do it in them. a quick way too. You know, with a little bit of like uh, vinegar and yeah. sugar. Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I've done that with mushrooms. Yeah, it really works. Well. Like, especially like red onions and psilocybin mushrooms. Yeah, well, I don't know. Those are shrooms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Boomers. I'm too old for that shit. Too old. Just kidding. I have a corporate job. You're never job. too old for that. I can't yeah. do drugs. <laughs> they can't drug test for that. Just to let you know. <laughs> I just, I'm too I busy. A, I ate a pizza. I mean, God forbid you get better at your job. <laughs> <laughs> Does We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, do you, so do you have a preference? Are you a drummy or a flat guy? I'm a drummy guy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a handle. You have like a little handle. <laughs> yeah. It is. It yeah. is meatier, definitely, yeah, it's meatier. too. Yeah. But sometimes it also has a tendency to be a little drier. So there's that as well. Yeah, I always get mine well done, though, because I don't like the slimy, stringy stuff inside sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of grosses me out. Yeah, we can all agree. It's like, yeah. I always forget like to like. Con about buffalo wings. Was it well my done. friend uh, Jay Washington? He said fried hard. I yeah, think that's how you hard. order it. Fried hard. Yeah. So does anybody in your family like the wings? Since you like the drummies, like, is there a? Yeah, my oldest daughter Taylor likes the flats. She was actually the first person I heard say that. The flats. Flats. Yeah, I didn't know that's what they were called. I thought that was a track term. <laughs> flats. Sprint the corners. <laughs> Stride the flats. <laughs> Do you know a lot about track? A little bit. He wears track suits. I did shot put. Did you <laughs> in really? In high school. I still have it in my garage. What? Heavy oh. ball. That's what all the chubby kids did if you're into track and field. Uh, my freshman year, I was the Central Ozark Conference uh, two-mile champion. Dang. Were you really? Yeah. Central Ozark. Central Ozark yeah. Conference. Yeah, you're from Missouri originally? No, I'm from uh, Los Angeles originally, but I grew up in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Was My that parents, where the Ozark? Uh, transplanted me ruthlessly, I might add. They <laughs> never asked what we wanted. No, why would they? It was six of us. I mean, they did whatever they wanted. I grew up in a family of six also. Mm-hmm. Just moved us all over the friggin' place. I feel like we have a lot of similar similarities family-wise. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. It's like nice, we both though. have Mexican moms. We, yeah, we both have Mexican six. moms. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. You would never think. That's the neat thing. Is like you never think it when you you know that we had we have anything in common. 
But I'll tell you, Jake is wearing a pretty fly Adidas tracksuit right now. And I'm like, this mofo is pretty cool. That's what I like. I, I found that like tracksuits are the best way to just get around because then you don't have to think about what to wear, number one. But number two, if you ever travel like on an airplane, so comfortable. Oh my! There's no other way around it. Once you go, like, there's just no way back. Yeah, and you then know? you're kind of put together because you're still wearing a yeah. suit. Right. It's <laughs> almost like it feels formal. I could put a tie on. Yeah. And still. <laughs> <laughs> you could open for the Beastie Boys. Right. Or you, you could know? be the Armenian and put the tracksuit on and have like you dress know, shoes. I don't like the way that that, that you know the, that uh, tracksuits have been like. Portrayed. Yeah, they're like getting a bad reputation amongst retirees and <laughs> certain Mediterranean cultures. <laughs> right. I can speak a little Armenian. Really? Yeah, because when I uh, lived body, in San body. Diego, uh, I was at a baby shower once and all the ladies were like, inch pesos, inch pesos. And I was, what the hell does that mean? It means, how are you? What is it? Inch pesos. Inch pesos? Inch pesos. And then my friend taught me another phrase. It means, come give auntie kisses. It means Yagor Tantigin Bachik Madur. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I miss my Armenian friends because if you don't live in California, you don't know any Armenians. Yeah. Or Michigan. Right. Yeah. I like the way they always make that joke because there's little Armenia and it's like, nobody really wants to go to big Armenia. <laughs> Why would I go to little Armenia? <laughs> For um, the baklava. <laughs> who doesn't love Food baklava? Is so good. I good baklava, my friends. Uh, do you guys go to Zanko Chicken? I've been there. I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. No, people talk about I'm it a, a lot. Roscoe's guy. Oh. Well, they have that garlic sauce, I think, that's really popular. It was like tzatziki or whatever. It's a garlic sauce. Yeah. Well, if they you run an episode. any other kind of chicken in my neighborhood. You've talked about Roscoe's like five times since it's I've met best. you. Roscoe's chicken and waffle, baby. Okay, so you guys are comedians. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, how long have you been doing comedy, and do you guys always tour together? Like, what's that all about? <laughs> what's that all about? What's that all about? And do you need a bubbly, chubby, adorable, half-Mexican girl to round out this trio? Do you have anybody that you, do you know recommend? Anybody? Um, well, you have been, a lot of choices when it comes to half-Mexican, chubby, bubbly girls. But uh, anyway, go ahead. It's <laughs> like half my family. Um, I've been doing comedy for 26 years. Started what? in 1992. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I when I you know I headlined uh, when I headlined I and Jake headlines too, but when I have gigs where I'm allowed to uh, bring someone to open for me, because a lot of clubs are like we already booked somebody for this, you know, to yeah. open for you a local comic. But sometimes I'm allowed to, you know, I'm able to bring someone with me, and and almost 100 percent of the time when I'm allowed, I'll bring Jake with me. Why Jake? What's so special about him? Hey, come on. Because he, he's funny. Like he's a long, a cool hard guy. look. It's not just about the show. It's also about the hang. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, that's for sure. There might yeah. be about three hours that we're working in a night, or four, uh, three or four hours we're working in a night. we got 21 hours to, like, not work. So yeah. it's, it's good to have someone with you if we're in a strange city. We can go exploring together and kick it and party. And Who else are you going to shop with? Right. So you guys like to shop when you're in a different city? Yeah, that's a, oddly enough, T-Rex and I find ourselves shopping more than anything else. Walking around <laughs> with malls with bags in our hands. What do you right. like Grown a men. pretty woman kind of experience? Yeah, kind of, well, you know, except the like, pretty woman wasn't able to spend her money, you know? <laughs> what uh, What kind of things are you looking for when you're shopping? Mm, shoes. Very, shoes a lot of the time. Yeah. Track suits? Yeah. Uh, I like a track suit when I see one, you yeah. know, like athletic gear sometimes. The one you got on right now is black with white stripes. Like, what if you could make your own custom Adidas tracksuit? What would it be? Uh, what would it be about? Oh, it would be about the material. You know, I could probably pick about five or six different materials. Yeah, Jake's a big material guy. Like he'll yeah. see something that yeah, looks like cool textures. and he'll touch it and he'll be like, no, nah, I don't like this. Right. And then he'll see, he'll find a shirt or a pair of pants and be like, T-Rex, come over here. Yeah. You know, check this out. When I feel it, I'm like, you'll like this. Yeah, that's nice. So what would that tracksuit look like then? What kind of material would it be? It's just, I don't know how to define materials, you know? You just have to feel them in textiles and textures, you know? What about colors? Yeah. I, I, you know, that varies too. You know, palettes, it depends what you want to put together. Yeah. I like multicolored stuff, really. I don't like anything more than tri-colors. I like, like two-color. Yeah, threes tops. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I kind of want to design my own tracksuit now. I kind of want to get a tracksuit now. I, actually, that's the one thing, you know, because I was talking about, you know, being a weird size. T-Rex is like, right. 31, 36? How do you even find pants like that? You, well, you don't. You know, you have to, length. Yeah, it's pretty long. You have to order it's them and find specialty stores that'll make stuff like that. Slender Man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and there's not a lot of them, by the way. And so, like, this is kind of the issue where I'll just sit at home and, like, draw stuff that I want. 
So now I just have to find someone to make it. What about uh, what about what do basketball players do? They're tall. They have custom. Or Adidas making it for them. In LA, I wonder if the garment district you can find some oh, different yeah, tailors. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I used to yeah, live Jake, downtown, Jake so that's. I used to get custom jeans made. Right. I love that. I've had custom pants made. Um, yeah, I've had a couple of custom pants made. Yeah. yeah. So I you like just have that. to pick the material and bring them to them. But then the other part is, you know, like the, the, the part they leave out is that, like, you have to find all the other stuff that you should bring to them or they'll just pick whatever they want like if you don't bring the Zipper. right buttons and the zippers like they're just going to give you the, whatever the cheap they ones have, are yeah. you know what I mean and so now you have these great fabrics with these like cheap buttons it yeah. just doesn't you know I feel like I, I really feel you here and I think sometimes it's a curse uh, because you're always searching yeah. When you like, because um, I worked in a warehouse so what for ten years. Is I've actually defined it. it. What you're doing is you're searching for something that you see in your own head, but it doesn't exist in the world. Yeah. So now you spend your time going out in the world trying to find something that exists only in your head. Yeah. And hoping that somebody else has thought of that. Yeah, that's why I wish but I could. But in reality, so. that's not true. So you just have to start making your own stuff. That's like the same big, reason people do movies. Have you ever gone to Big and Tall oh. Man's job? Big yeah, tall? but then everything's like he, he's tall, wide. not big. Yeah, I'm not yeah, like yeah. I'm not, but I'm really thin. So it's like, oh, I have to go to the big and tall and slim shop. Right. Mm, might as well do. Well, there are a lot of custom things big, like even big online and tall now. Shop isn't really, it's, it's rarely any any tall it's, guys. It's, it's always it's really guys. wide. There's yeah, always fat guys yeah. you see in there. That's usually where I go to find dates. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so, how did you meet Jake? How did this partnership? Yeah, we were in. Uh, I was doing a show in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Jake was the feature, and I thought he lived there. Um, Which and, is weird. And we, were, <laughs> and we were just hanging out and talking, and then I thought he lived locally, so I mentioned that, and he was like, no, I live in Los Angeles. And I was like, dude, you live in L.A. too? And we had gotten along to that point, and so yep. then we ended up like partying the rest of the time we were there, and then when we got back to L.A., we partied there, and we've just been like best buddies ever since. Yeah, he comes by all the time. I love that. Yeah. I love that, because um, like you said, it's important. You're spending more hours than not work, you know, in, in during like the hang or the off work right. time, but the travel time and all of that. So it's and important. It's hard to, to like, fight. I mean, you work. I've worked with tons of people. It's not like I don't get along with people. That's fine, you know. But every now and again, you run into somebody. It's like I don't know why. I, I mean, I couldn't even put a finger on why I connect. You know. Like, yeah. But it's like uh, I like this guy. Whatever. I like that. Um. So what? Um. I want to ask Karen. Do you have any wing stories? Anything ever happened to you that was interesting over a wing or a wing was present or in the room? <laughs> Maybe it was a Super Bowl party or <laughs> Crazy a playoff wing game. Stories, yeah. you know? Some people have them, you no, know? The only thing I can say is that we ordered a 50-piece the other day, and I got 10 specifically for me and my daughter's friend, um, my daughter Zoe, her friend Asher was at, <laughs> was at Asher. our house. Asher. And Asher, like, dug into the wings and ate the 10 wings I specifically got for myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. all 10? All 10 of them. How many w wings were there total? There's 50, but, um, you know, because there's seven But 10 of them, of them were yours. There were six of us at the house, so I got a 50-piece, and I ordered 10 specifically for me because I want yeah, everybody wanted other stuff, so I was like, I want to get these 10 for me. And I was upstairs when, they, when we brought them home and then got downstairs, and they were all 10 were gone, and he's sitting there with, like, licking his chops and sucking his fingers, and I'm like... You son of a bitch. Like, oh, <laughs> all 10. All 10. I was like, you didn't leave any? And he's like, I didn't know. I would be so scared if I ate my friend's dad's wings. No, nah, he's like a son. Like, uh. He hangs out at our house all the time. And when we talk on the phone, like he'll call me and be like, like he called me last night when we were at the yeah. club. And he was like, hey, can I take Zoe to a reggae concert? And I was like, where is it? And I told him, he told me where it was. And I was like, it's too far away. And he was like, all right. All right, well, I guess we're not going then. All right, love you. And I was like, love you too, buddy. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Your family seems pretty interesting and talented and, and stuff. Tell me a little bit about what they're up to. What are their projects? Uh, well, my wife, she's an executive for a major healthcare organization, and she also has her own company that uh, is designed to provide leaders for the future, youth and young adults, and it's called Speak, Service, Philanthropy, Excellence, Achievement, Knowledge, and she's, yeah, Speak. And she's nice. A, uh, and she's, you know, she's a speaker, a public figure, or whatever, and she gets paid to go around and talk to kids and get them motivated. And Empower right our future generation. Exactly. That's important. Empower our future generation. And, um, and to let these kids know that they, you know, they have a little more control than they think they do. Not over, like, the world, but, like, yeah, over, over their own lives. Over yeah. Their own destiny. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, just give kids confidence that, and a lot of these kids are disadvantaged, and she, you know, she came from that whole whole being poor and on welfare, and uh, mom had a sixth grade education, and now my wife is like getting her master's right now, and she was in med school and all that other stuff. So she was the first person in her family to graduate from college. She went to Temple, and so oh, wow. she's just like paying it forward by like making sure other kids have the same opportunities that she got. And so that's cool. She's doing that. And then um, shout out to Sarah Mayo Rex. <laughs> and that's my wife. And then. Um, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, my daughter Taylor graduated from college three years ago. And now she works for Kia Car Company. And then my daughter Zoe, the 16 year old Zoe Rex, you can hear her on all the music Hi, platforms. Taylor. Zoe Rex has uh, music that's on all the major music platforms. Um, I got to hear a little bit of it last Hi, night. Hi, Zoe. Yeah. She's really good. She's very good. It's like a—I don't know how to describe it. It's like a. I've heard sultry. that song like five hundred times. T Rex plays it all the time. <laughs> Are you Uncle Jake? Uh, I mean, she she might not know it, but yeah. Because <laughs> 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 I have to hear it. Like I love that song, but I've heard it a lot. You know, yeah. she's really lucky to have an already cool name like Rex or Zoe Rex. Like right. she doesn't have to switch that up. Right. Like yeah. I don't. That's she. True. I don't think she'd be as cool if her name was like Mary Upchurch. Like that yeah. doesn't sound very exciting. I think it's a cool name. Do you? Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll keep it. And uh, yeah, she's she's lucky, man. She um. You know, you have any idea how much of a pain in the ass it is to change your name? Yeah, I, mean, I don't really want to do that. It's not worth the trouble. Maybe I could marry up though. Wait, that was kind of marry ironic. Church. Yeah. I was just saying, M A R R Y up in terms yeah, of getting a better right. name, mm-hmm. but that kind of worked too. Yeah. Um, no, she's really talented. Uh, check that out on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and all the platforms. Yeah, she's very lucky that she has a cool dad like me. Well, you're not done. You have other kids too. Yeah. You have other kids? Oh, yeah. My, my daughter's Zion. She's 10. She plays, she's 10 years old. She plays travel volleyball for a 12 elite team. And she's 5'6 at 10 years old. She's funny. Oh, yeah. Is she, is she the actress? She's an actress as well. She's oh very gosh. talented, very funny. And tons of personality. Um, that's what her agent says. You're, you're personality plus. Zion is personality plus. That's nice. And then my son Maximus, Maximus Rex. He's a hockey player. He plays on a travel team, an elite travel team. Hello, Max. Hello, Maximus. Hi, Zig. Hi, Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy. Ziggy. That's what we call Zion. We call her Ziggy. It's cute. And, uh, so, yeah. See, I knew that. <laughs> and so, yeah, those are my kids. But she might not know I know that. It sounds like a really fun household. Like, you guys are probably... I bet it's, it's always buzzing, right? It like, is. people just singing yeah, and acting and... Through the amp and listen, you know, playing music and singing, and we have a full drum set, and we have keyboards and guitars and bass guitars, and we have a grand piano, and you know, people come over and play the piano. Awesome. And we have karaoke machine, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Swim. <laughs> just always busy. Something going on. Um, nice. So we had mango habanero. What did you guys think of these wings? Like, what? Just what are your not thoughts? Not hot enough. Not hot enough. We're about to order you the. They were more sweet than they were spicy Those to me. Joints. Might I would do that. What's that? I'm not afraid of that. Bring it. Do you want a ghost pepper wing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we'll see if our girl will come back over here. Um, we need a drink too. Yeah. We, let me see if I can get her attention. Um, now everyone's looking I'm at me like, why is this girl on the microphone? Low, to be honest. <laughs> Are you tell you I'll get back there? <laughs> Somebody comes up and goes, where's the list? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is, can you think about like, what has been the best wing you've ever had? Or what's your go-to wing, uh, either on the road or at home? Uh, lemon pepper. Ooh, yeah. Go-to. You like lemon pepper? Yeah. Or that. Wait, uh, stop. Uh, does your Wingstop have really big TVs? Like, could you watch a game there? No. It's just they like have, a grab-and-go? Regular, regular TVs. They have seating, but it's like more of a grab-and-go. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I'm not really, you know, like a, you know. Not a big wing guy? No? I don't eat them that often, to be honest. Okay. I think that's why I enjoy them when I do. Like, I don't, when, when I'm at home, I don't, you know, I don't eat a lot of uh, wings. What do you eat when you're at home? It varies, but like I do eat a little. I have a tendency to eat much healthier at home than I do when I'm out and about because it's hard to find healthy food when you travel. Yeah. So, which I don't mind. I mean, it's not like I'm a health nut or anything, but uh, I do grow like food in my garden. You know, oh, that's and then right. I, and then I also. Hey, don't garden in the back of his house. 
and he knows that uh, T Rex has also been over. I make smoothies in the morning. I'm no, his smoothies are smoothies, ridiculous. Like, he'll, put, he'll put like peppers, like hot peppers in the, sm- the fruit yeah. smoothies. Tell me like your go to so smoothie recipe. Like, what do you put in your smoothies? Oh, there's a couple of key ingredients you need to make a good smoothie. I always think like uh, mangoes are always really good, okay? I always like to use ginger because it freshens and brightens up almost every fruit exclusively. And it's also really good for your digestive health. Yeah. All right. So, bananas are almost one of the key ingredients for a smoothie just because of the texture yep. that it creates. Consistency. You know? Right. I also like to throw a bunch of... Uh, anything else can change from there. You know, you can... Uh, apples. You know, hey, there's our waitress. Oh, yeah. Oh, our waitress Peaches, is coming. Peaches, I really like. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you can also use fresh strawberries. You can use fresh... Any kind of fresh berries. Yeah. Frozen s- cherries are something I really like. Dark cherries. Do you use any binders, liquids, and, or... Uh, like yeah, every now and again. I like to use, most of the time, I just use water. But, yeah. you, know, if, you know, if I have rice milk sitting around or anything like that, I might put that in there. Right now, I have a ton of oat milk. Oat milk? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, we go shopping at this crazy store I, uh, we found. And I say we, Polly and I. We, it's called World Harvest. And, like, you go there. And it's like, you know, the shopping sprees where they're like, put as much stuff in the cart as you can in yeah. X amount of time. Well, it's like that, except you show up and it's $40 flat, and they already have, like, a bunch of stuff in the cart. Oh, so you snap. don't get to pick. Is it's like already a commune, in the cart, like a and then you go through the little market and get to fill up as much as you want in the cart, as high as you want. And then when you check out, they give you a bunch of proteins and stuff, and it's $40 flat. Are you a member of this? Yeah. This? Is it a membership And so what thing? it is is, like, kind of. I mean, they like you have to fill out a thing, and so it's like... It's like most of the most of the almost all the food is from like restaurant flow over. So yeah. it's like stuff from like Cisco or you know companies like that. Oh, that's I, cool. I'm not trying to you know name company and put them under the, whatever they do, but um, and I'm not even saying it's even that company. It's just like those type yeah, of yeah, food yeah. companies. A lot of stuff from like food from airports and things like that. Oh. And so like yeah, it's just all this overflow food, for whatever reason, and like I've gotten entire sides of like sushi, sushi grade sushi, like an entire side of fish. Dang. Like, so big that it, I could barely fit it in my freezer, you know? So That's fascinating. It is fascinating. So when you go there, you get all kinds of crazy stuff that you've never even heard of. So and then you you're like, what can I create? you have to find out what it is, and then how mm-hmm. do I cook it? I like that. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I really like that. Kylie, come here. Um, hi, Kylie. We this are is recording. Kylie. This is she's Kylie. Our, Hello. our wonderful waitress who's been taking care of us. Kylie, what's your favorite wing flavor? My favorite is going to have to be half and half between Honey Hot and the Asiago Parmesan, but definitely a boneless. Oh, she's a boneless type. That's okay. Thank you so much. You've done such a good job. But wait, wait, wait. Um, we need, he needs another one of those. Yeah. Do you need some more lemonade? Um, wait, did I need something? Do you guys want a pizza cookie or anything? No, I'm no. Good. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll take a box. Okay, I'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie just turned 21. She's coming to our show tonight, hopefully. She's super sweet. Sweetie. Um, except they don't have ginger beer here or ginger ale. <laughs> That's not her fault. So I'm gonna choke it's not. It's All not. she does is deliver the stuff. <laughs> right. I wasn't attacking her. I think but now I, I feel like, like I was. Were. I, like were I was really aggressive. standing up for you because that was, <laughs> the whole exchange took forever. <laughs> like, right. no ginger beer, no, no. She's really sweet. And she's calling us ma'am and sir, and I just feel I really bad. That's because I'm old. I think it's because <laughs> I'm old. I'll be 43 next week. <laughs> 43? Yeah. I just turned 40 in June. Nice. Yeah. So we're Welcome to yeah. the club. Thank you. I mean, we could be her parents. Literally. Literally. Um, very cool. So we were talking a little bit about a movie that you were in recently. It's oh, called... Oh, well, we filmed it in 2011. Oh, that was not recent. No, it's called Flesh Blanket, and it's available on Amazon Prime, I believe. It was on Amazon uh, with a release date of, like, October 21st or something like that. And it got banned immediately. Uh, 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 Amazon banned it, and so. But it's I, I think not on Amazon Prime though. It's on Amazon Prime though. Right? Yes, yeah, on Amazon Prime. Um, but and they wait. also made it hard to search for it or something like that. So make sure yeah. you sign up for your Amazon Prime membership so you can see this movie. So you showed me the trailer, and it was fascinating and scary, and I still don't know what I saw. Can you talk to me a little bit about it? And you said, <clears throat> okay, yeah, so yeah. What it was about was um, originally the. It was about. Um, some t- comedians that they put together to do a experiment about free speech. The Len- it was called the Lenny Bruce Experiment, um, and Ramsey Moore is one of the comedians that was on the on the uh, rest in peace Ramsey Moore. One of the comedians that was on the show, and during the filming of the documentary about freedom of speech, Ramsey Moore loses his mind and ends up killing somebody. 
In real so, life? No. Oh, okay. But, um, so this is the part I'm not sure about. Like, what's real? Right, what's not? So everything up to... I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Okay, there's, don't there's, ruin there's it. No spo- spoiler alerts, but... Yeah, it started off as a documentary, and it really was a documentary at first. And then it went from a documentary to scripted. Oh, I think I get it. I think I get it now. Yeah. So when did Ramsey die? Uh, two years ago, or somewhere around two years ago, two and a half years ago. Okay. I think, I I think that's what made me think date, there was something. Was, uh, he was such a sweetheart of a guy, and he plays a maniac in the movie. And he never got to see the finished product. And he's won, a, they've, the film's already won awards um, for film festivals in New York and his horror film festivals. And uh, and he won he won a couple of awards posthumously wow. uh, for his performance. And um, talking to the, um, Brandon Graham is the director. And he was like, dude, the movie's incredible. You've never seen anything like it. Ramsey Moore's performance is nothing short of spectacular. He, he would have been very proud of his work. And he was like, when you see it, you're going to be blown away. Like, everybody has seen it has said that it's incredible. And so they're already banned it because of the sexual content and the murder scenes have been, like, super graphic. And the disturbing. trailer did scare me. It made me feel things. I and was like, ooh, kind of triggering. One of the people that watched the movie, if you see the trailer, it says, I walked out of the movie twice. <laughs> so he was in the movie, left, went to the lobby to get himself together, came back, watched it, and then left again. Walked <laughs> out twice. <laughs> he said, I walked out of the movie twice. <laughs> All right, so we'll have to check that out. That's on. Yeah. That's called The Flesh Blanket, Flesh Blanket. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And you got to, like, search a little for it. Well, I mean, when I... The first day it came out, I searched it and found it immediately. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm in the movie and I didn't pay $5.99 for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Nice. Jake, we were talking about travel last night, and it sounds like you've been to some pretty amazing places. Like So far. What's been your favorite? Thailand. Thailand. Why? 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 It's the best. There's just Because they have the down. best pants. You know what it is? <laughs> I think it's the all-night street food. Okay. I think that's what has all, it's like the all night access and resource to everything. And then, you know, you were talking about, you know, like empowering future generations. That is the, like how you do it is like having the ability to have access to resources. That's everything, right? I mean, like, like street that's food? What, places like Bangkok, that is the definition of access to resource, you know? Really? You can get whatever you want. And, you know, like, who's not, at 3 30 in the morning, who wouldn't want a, a foot massage for an hour? Yeah. I mean, I'm For just saying months. that, you know, putting that out there. Like, yeah. It's just they, they have it. I mean, the traffic isn't, you know, ideal. It's pretty bad. But I live in Los Angeles. I'm kind of used to bad traffic. So whatever. Yeah. Do you go, do you do this on your own? Do you go? No, Polly and I go. Sometimes okay. we bring our friends with us, you know. And do you explore? Do you have any plans? Polly's, Polly's Jake's girl for those. Shout out to Polly. Yeah. Shout out to Polly. Hello, Polly. Hi, Polly. So do you guys explore or do you make plans or do you just kind of see where it takes you? Well, you know, we usually kind of plan first, you know, most of it, some of it started with like, uh, you know, uh, Polly's sister lived in Hong Kong. And so when we would go visit her, it was like, well, we're already on the other side of the planet. Let's see where else we can go. Yeah. You know, and so we would, but then it's just kind of changed since then. We've been to South America too. And and so we went to Europe earlier this year and we went to Paris and Amsterdam and Oh, shit. Yeah, you're all over the place. London, which is quite stuffy. Really? So you're I like Soho, but the rest of that place isn't really for me. It's just like you walk around, it just feels like one big giant university. Mm. Just the architecture (laughs) feels like one big campus. (laughs) Cambridge. Where are you going to go next? I don't know. I want to go to Uruguay. 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 Yeah, how do you say that? I like to say that one. What about Paraguay? Fuck Paraguay. You don't want to go there. Not as much. Not as much. That's where, like, uh, (laughs) I I don't know, man. Here you go. I like to go places before people find out about them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. You know, find cool places before people go. Thank you, Kylie. Rockstar style. I put my stuff right there. Thanks, Kylie. She's so sweet. So, Uruguay. I guess so. That's, I mean, that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Um... How long have you been doing comedy? I did my first open mic in March of 2000. Oh, dang. So, question for both of you. What has been your favorite comedy experience in the time that you've been doing comedy? Like, what stands out to you as, like, that was my favorite or my best or best opportunity you've had? Hmm. I think my favorite experience was, uh, was back in 2010. I had my own show at the Palms, and how that show all came about 
was probably my favorite experience. It was just I couldn't believe it was happening, and then it happened, and I was like blown away by the whole thing. And um, it's you know in acting and comedy, you're always you know nothing's nothing until it's something, and you get promised like oh man it's going to be great, and then something happens that doesn't come through, or yeah we'll have to check you out the next go around, or it's always some BS that happens at the last second. You get used to it after a while, and you never get excited anymore. And so when uh, I was at the Playboy Mansion with my buddy Craig Robinson, who's one of my best friends in the world, I travel with him still. Um, We were at the Playboy Mansion, uh, sitting at this table um, for a party called Midsummer Night's Dream. No, it was Candyland. And um, ran into this guy named Sean Lampman, who uh, turned out to be one of my best friends. Um, Craig and Sean almost got into a fight. Um, When I had walked away and I came back, and I thought they were joking, but they were being serious about whose booth it was. And Sean Lampman's business partner was dating Hugh Hefner at the time, Crystal Harris. And Craig was there because he was invited there for Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Yeah. So um, they were both arguing about whose booth it was. And I calmed it down. I was like, look, man, there's plenty of booths for everybody. Why don't we all just sit down here and have a good time and party together? And I'm like, you know, you're right. So then we exchanged numbers with this guy, Sean. He called me like a week later. He was like, man, I looked you up online. I didn't know you were that funny. And he was like, why don't, why don't you have your own show in Vegas? And I was like, why well, don't I have my own show? I like, who? Every, every comedian would love to have their own show in Vegas. It's not that easy. And he was like, well, I'm friends with the Maloof brothers. I'll make it happen. And, oh, and my gosh. And I was gosh. like, yeah, right. So then he was like, he was at a restaurant on Sunset. I dropped him off, like, headshot and resume and a DVD. And he called me, like, three days later. He was like, what are you doing uh, next Monday? And I was like, no plans. And he was like, you're going to Vegas to meet the Maloof brothers. I already talked to him, and it's going to happen. And oh, I was my like, yeah, gosh. Right. So... I didn't know this at the time, but the dude, Sean, had his own plane. So he was like, go to Millionaire in Burbank, and the plane will be waiting there for you at, like, 2 o'clock or whatever in the afternoon. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Oh, my gosh. Get there. Plane's there. Takes me to Vegas. Limo picks me up, takes me to the hotel, checks me into a suite. And I'm like, oh, my God. Maybe this is going to happen. So I don't see Sean the whole day. I'm just at the hotel by myself. He was like, I'll be at your hotel room at 10 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock, knock on my door, open the door. He's him. He was like, let's go meet the Maloof brothers. And I'm still thinking we're going to get to the office. And I go, oh, yeah, they're on vacation. We get to the office. And they're like, oh, yeah, have a seat, Sean. And I'm like, oh, shit, they know this guy. So we sit down in the lobby. And then here comes George, George Maloof comes out. And he's like, hey, what's up, Sean? Come on back. And then Sean has his laptop, plays some video for him. Gavin comes in, watches some of the video, Gavin Maloof. And then they just, uh, George walks out of the room. And I'm like, oh, I guess he's out. He's checked out. And he comes back with his business card. And he was like, congratulations, man. Here's my business card. My cell number's on the back. If you ever need anything, call me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then he calls this guy, Mike. And he's like, Mike, are you on campus? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, go to your office. Meet T-Rex there. And Sean Lamb, and he was like, about their show. And so we get down to the office. And the guy, Mike, is like, uh, yeah, they must love you because they turn down every offer they normally get so the fact that you're sitting in my office means something he's like how often do you want to do the show once a month twice a month and Sean was like every week and he was like the one night we have open every week is Wednesday you want to take Wednesday and we're like yep oh my god the executive monkeys are no longer on Wednesdays it's going to be Todd Rex and friends and I was like are you shitting me and so that was it and oh my gosh I'm dying I had my own show for uh, almost a year at the Palms Whoa. It was fantastic. Did you commute? Yeah, flew on the private plane every week. Every week? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was funny because we became friends with the the pilot of the plane. It's a dude named Jaron. And uh, a couple of my friends that would come from the East Coast and would come hang out, and they would fly on the plane with me to Vegas. And the guy, Jaron, was like, he was a jokester. And so he did this to me one time where he acted like he was having a heart attack and just, like, slumped over and then pushed the the stick down so the plane will start nose Oh, hell no. And he'd act like he's knocked out. And, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody on the plane was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, and shit. Like, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Oh, so that's he, a little private plane right, humor right, there. Exactly. So then he did that. He did that to my friend Ron Brown. My friend Ron Brown was in the plane. And Jared starts doing all these movements. Like He's like, man, my chest is starting to feel tight. And then he's like, man, I, I think I might have to find a place to land, man. I, and then he just, like, slumps over and pushes the stick and the plane starts going down. <laughs> my friend Ron is like... I mean, shitting his pants. I would like, shit like, my pants. Was, and I'm sitting there dying laughing, like trying not to laugh so he could sell it. But Ron was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's like, T-Rex. Oh, my God. Jared, like, wakes up. And he was, like, laughing. He was like, you motherfucker. Until it happens for real. And right. 
the old pilots having a heart attack joke. Oh my, Todd, that is the coolest thing ever. So, okay, I'm a big dork. I'm not around these people all the time, so I get super starstruck. What are you feeling, say, like, I mean, you, you must be used to it then. I mean, you were at the Playboy Mansion, now you're at, hanging out with the Maloof brothers. Like, do you have to keep it in, or what do you do when you're around people no, like it's that? Just, it's I mean, I don't know. It's like kind of just... I used to be like not starstruck, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe I'm talking to this dude. Like I went to Eddie Murphy's house and fuck, and, uh, and, bar- so like- and embarrassed the living shit out of myself <laughs> in front of Eddie Murphy. Really? Yeah. I was a little, I was a little banged up, and uh, at the end of the night, like Eddie had a party at his house, and I was out there at the pool area, and everybody was leaving, and there was a second one. People were coming by him, saying hi to him, and he saw me perform like a couple years earlier, and he was up in the balcony at the, at the Laugh Factory on Sunset on my birthday, and I was performing. And he was dying laughing, like banging on the table. And so when I'm leaving the party, uh, he's got. A, there's a moment where no one's talking to him. And so I'm with my buddy Jay Phillips, and we walk over to him, and I'm like, "Hey, man, beautiful party, beautiful house." He's like, "Oh, thanks, man, appreciate it." I was like, "Actually, I'm a comedian too. You had the luxury of seeing me a couple of years ago at the Laugh Factory." And he just looked at me and was like, "Thanks for coming by, man." <laughs> and I was just like. Uh, I was hoping he's like, oh, really? What's your name? And I was like, T-Rex, and tell him the joke that I did. And hopefully he was going to be like, oh, shit, yeah, dude, that was funny. And opened up a conversation. He was not interested. He was like, thanks for coming by, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Jay, we walked away. And Jay was like, why the fuck would you say that? Why did I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Just to show him I'm a little big dog oh. in, the play, in the game, too. But he didn't give two shits. <laughs> what about you, Jake? What's been like your best experience? Nothing you... cool like that. Well, we'll move on. Still, like... <laughs> I'm not going to try to one up T Rex. Well, I don't want you to one up, but for you, like, even if it was like maybe not even very, like, I no, don't know. No, what's... no, I'm not worried, honestly. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have, like, um, I can't really point out highlights like that. I okay. can't, yeah, my, my brain doesn't work like that. Yeah, Jake, I can't... Is, Jake is not a starstruck type guy. Oh, I, yeah. He can be the most famous person on the planet and just be like, right. hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I know. That's hey, T-Rex, you want to go get something to eat? That's one thing that <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I always worried about something to eat. Just, <laughs> we were hanging, remember, we were like with Christopher Kid Reed and we were also right. with uh, Salt and Pepper, and I'm all like, do oh. they serve food here? Oh, Where's God. the food at around here? Like, <laughs> I don't even care. I just want, I just want food and dessert. That's right. the only thing I'm... You know, the other thing that I have is that, like, that is different to me is that I don't, like, T-Rex is right, I don't have the thing where I want to talk to anybody about it. It's just like, hey, what's up? I figure if people want to talk, they'll talk, right? But... T will talk to anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the, there's a big difference between our personality types. So it's like, you know, not everybody can just walk up to somebody and treat them like a normal human being either. Yeah. You know, instead they walk up to him and, and act starstruck like he was just talking about with Eddie Murphy. But most of the time when you're interacting with quote unquote famous people, I think you have the ability to make them feel like normal people. And yeah. I think they mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, that's really powerful. I like it. I guess I haven't, I, I, you could probably tell, like, I wear everything on the surface, you know, like my emotions or my excitement. Yeah. I try to practice if I did run into somebody I really <laughs> admired. You rehearse. Yeah, I'd be like, just be cool, be <laughs> cool, or hey, you know, but um, I don't know. I'd probably just invite them to be on my podcast. So. Uh, people don't really talk to me, like, when they first meet me. I'm not, I feel like it's a, I don't know, maybe I'm not in the cool kids or whatever. But I think as people get to know me, then they like me. Or if we sit down and actually have yeah. a conversation, they like me a little bit further. So, you know, I think it's a little delayed, but it's more powerful or deep once we do talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, so I'll kind of start to wrap it up with this question for you guys. Myself being a, like a newer comic and a lot of my friends here in Phoenix, we're, we're newer and we're working and trying to just get opportunities. What advice would you give to somebody uh, in this Get stage? out now. <laughs> Go back to school. Get in it. I'm just kidding. Advice for what? Advice for a newer, younger comedian, somebody at my stage. Like what advice would you give someone about doing comedy and, and trying keep, to get booked, trying keep, to keep travel? on stage and, and mingling and running right. elbows with as many people as you can and get out as much as you can, get on stage as much as you can and keep uh, working your craft, man, because you're going to still... I've been doing it for 26 years and I still don't feel like I've found my absolute voice yet. Really? Yeah. I mean, I talked to Bill Burr about it too and Bill Burr was like, I'm still finding my voice. Yeah. And, wow. and Bill's a freaking goddamn beast. And he was like, still trying to find my voice. I, I, I still have growth to do. I'm like, God damn, dude. Like, he's amazing. And so if he's still looking for his voice, I know I am. Like, I don't think I've even scratched the surface of where I can go. Really? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm still, I feel like I'm not 
110% comfortable in my own skin still. I'm Interesting. Still, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think when I let it all go, when right. I let all this bullshit go, I'll be fucking amazing. I think, like, an important thing for me, I wasted a lot of time, like, being more involved in, like, the having the good time of it part than I Dude, was that's actually exactly focusing on the... You know, like the, the material aspect and the business aspect. And I spent so many years just doing the fun part of it. Dude, and that's, like, that's exactly and what I, I feel like I wasted a lot of time. I had I known up front that, uh, you know, like I would have just stuck. I'm not saying I would have been all James Brown about it, you know, strictly business. But I <laughs> think that had I known that up front, you know, your career yeah. can your tra- that just the trajectory of your career can go much better if you actually are focused and treat it kind of like a job and be respectful oh my and God. don't try to impose your own will or your own imprint on what you think that somehow you're a trailblazer or something. I mean, there's a business model already in place. Learn it, embrace it, you know, and find that. Because I think that once you get to know enough people in that, in, in, in those categories, then you can actually have a comedy career. You have to get to know those people first. But if you're just out partying with other comedians, Dude, you're going to have the I exact same the- life as the rest of those comedians. Yeah. You're going to draw from the same well about the same nonsense. I did that for the first 15 years of my career. Literally. I wasted so much time I like that. I wasted so much fucking time doing that. Even after I moved to Los Angeles the third time in 2004, for the, probably the first five years, I was still like just out here... I would, I would also even I would even go as far as to say don't even have a drink until you're done with the show because mm-hmm. otherwise mentally it, it gets mixed up sometimes I mean not to don't get me wrong I, I get it we're all alcohol salesmen when it comes down to it I mean that's the reality of it I get it but at the same time you know it's like if you treat it if you, if you act professional yeah. and treat it like a job first and foremost not only will you get better at it but that you'll be treated more respectably because everybody knows you're treating it like that instead of just going in there and having six drinks before you show up. Right. That is really good advice. I think myself it's and my friends... Super true advice. Like, yeah. no true advice. You guys, uh, if you're listening to this, go ahead and take that advice right now from these seasoned veteran comics. Dude, I um, wish, I mean, someone told me on Facebook the other day, someone said, if you could go back tw- go back 25 years with the knowledge that you have right now, or would you take $50 million in your bank account? And I was thinking, like, if I could go back 25 years with the knowledge I have right now, I could probably make more than $50 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasted, like you said, I wasted so much fucking yeah, time. Yeah, it's like 15 and, years. And I was, you know, I 10 started years, 15 comedy years. in D.C., and I was crushing. So I just knew it was just a matter of time before I was discovered. Mm-hmm. And then Bill, Bill Bellamy cracked my face. He was like, motherfucker, you're not going to make it in D.C. <laughs> he was like, you can't get people to come out to see you in L.A. You think you're going to find you in D.C.? You need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I wasted so much time thinking I was going to make it. Like, someone's going to come to D.C. and be like, hey, man, you should be in movies. Come yeah, out to Hollywood. Yeah, right. I was going to be a fucking famous. That was killing it. All the contests, everything. I was crushing. Yeah. But I just didn't have this called show business. I had the show part down. Business, I was fucking horrible. I'm still horrible at the business aspect. Me huh. too. I'm still horrible at it. I'm not horrible, but I'm getting better at it. I'm, I'm you know, getting better. Like, it's a learning experience. Right. Um, really, kind of along the same lines, like how do you have a process for writing? Are you always writing? Do you sit down to write? Never. What do you do? Are you? I do. I, I never write. I'm what completely do you, opposite. I've what never, do you do? I've never written a single thing in my life. What I do you always, mean? I even make the joke. I always like to say I have to write all of this stuff first because my personality sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I write all of it first, most of the time. So do you take time? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you, whatever is going on in the room, you're just going to assess sure. it and talk about it out loud anyway. I think yeah. if you're just a naturally funny human being, whatever yeah. you're talking about is going to come off like that. But at least, you know, I think that more importantly, people pay money not to see a personality. I think they pay money to see work done, you know. Oh. And when jokes have been worked in front of crowds, you can always tell. And when somebody's just trying to riff it, you know, yeah. to me, it always comes across as like, all right, yeah, somebody we, has spent time thinking about their performance before they came here instead of just like, oh, I'm so cool that I'm just going to show up and they'll get it when I show up. You know, right. Like, I th- mm. Yeah. No, I think when you marry the two, though, like get personality. It should stage. be married. I think yeah. of the two. But I, I like I, personality with the work that you put in shows mm-hmm. on stage. Well, yeah, and, and oftentimes when you when you write and you have this premise and then you're saying it on stage, you'll automatically think of other stuff. So you yeah. can tag stuff on stage as you're doing it. You so know, two different approaches, but equally successful results. I, th- I think you're going to use all of them. Yeah. yeah. All like of them can be employed. 
So well, then, what do you what do you do then? It's all in my head. Like I just, you know, like, yeah, he no, doesn't know what to write. I actually, when he was filming a special, I was, I was like, well, why don't you put a set list together? He's like, I've never done that. Wow. Yeah. Never put a set list together. And so, yeah, twenty five years, this guy's never put a set list together. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So I filmed my special. Craig Robinson produced my special on uh, February 11th, 2017. No, 18. It was this year. 2018. So, and Bill Burr is putting it out on All Things Comedy on his network. Yeah. Bill Burr brought me on stage that night uh, for my special. That was great. Jake was there. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So, um, we just had All Things every Comedy Every time I here. met Bill is because of Todd. Nice. <laughs> they were here. Nice. What's that? I said every time I met Bill is because of you. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, so, uh, yeah we were in Vegas and we got to uh, hang backstage, oh, yeah, we at backstage after, at after his show and theater. At the MGM in Vegas and this ridiculous theater is just huge and it was jam packed. Packed. And then the next week I was in Maryland at the MGM in Maryland with Bill. Another show jam packed. Two shows that night, 3,000 seater, filled twice. Amazing. Night. It was Amazing. And it was me, him, and Dean Del Rey. Shout out to Dean Del Rey and Bill Burr. What's up, Dean's guys? funny. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll have to tell them to listen so that they can hear their shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. By the way, Bill, <laughs> said your name on this little podcast. <laughs> Just joking. Well, uh, quick question before we sign off here. What is your perfect number of wings? If you were, uh, like we just did, if you sit down, what's like the number you would want to order or 14. eat? 14. 12. 14. Okay. So just enough to feel full, but not overly full, and maybe one to but share. I, need, I, I think I could do I 18, though, if I had to. You do 18? If I had to do, if like someone, if it was like a contest. Sure. You I would think win I could do 18, 18 to 20, maybe. Right. No. Well, if it came down to just eating straight up wings with no, like, carrot sticks and no french fries, I could probably eat. Bones and all. 20. Yeah. <laughs> 20 wings. No, well, that's a different question. Like 15 uh, wings, maybe. I lay in the comfort zone. Like, what's your, you know, I think the 10 pack here is nice. You get two I different flavors. I think that's a comfortable flavors. number yeah. Yeah. for the normal person. 10 pack's a comfortable number with fries and uh, carrot sticks with ranch. Nice. Well, thanks so much. We're going to send you home with some Sabina's burritos. So you guys will Sabina's not burritos. be Gracias. hungry on this trip. Thank you so much. I've had such a good time performing with you all at Stir Crazy. You've been We're doing gonna, a great job. You've been, been doing such a great job, Mary Upchurch. You guys are so nice. Um, well, thank you. And we'll sign off right thank there. Thank you. Bye, guys. Check us out on social media, Todd Rex, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X. And that's on everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Jake Baker comic. Is that yours on Instagram, Facebook? All of them. All of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time thanks. on Wings with Friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.